feel stuck? Tired of wrestling with shame, insecurity, and hiding your flaws? Friend, I've been there, and it's time to come out of hiding because God wants to meet you in the middle of your big hot mess. I'm Kimberly Stokes, and I'm on mission to help real women, just like you, get unstuck, meet Jesus in all the ordinary moments, and live in increased intimacy with God. Ephesians 3.20 says God can do far more than you could ever imagine. This is the Imagine More podcast, and it's time for today's show. Hey friend, I'm so excited that you joined me for today's podcast, Disappointment is Like Leftovers, which it's actually a part of, this is part one of a two-part series on dealing with disappointment. And really, this topic is such an important one. It's a critical part of our lives since we all experience disappointment. So today, we're going to discuss some effects of disappointment and how we can navigate through disappointment as opposed to getting stuck in it. So first of all, my analogy. Leftovers in the refrigerator remind me a lot of disappointment in our lives. Okay, honest confession, I am the absolute worst to procrastinate cleaning out my refrigerator. And as you'd imagine, the fridge becomes very cluttered with lots of leftovers and plastic containers and gladware, while the fruit and vegetable bins get nasty with old squishy vegetables. I'm not kidding you. It is really gross. And I've learned that leftovers certainly don't disappear by not dealing with them or by simply ignoring them. In fact, they stagnate, they rot, they get fuzzy and totally gross from being neglected. And really the exact same thing happens when we ignore the disappointments in our hearts. Not dealing with the disappointment in my heart doesn't make it go away any more than dealing with, I mean, than not dealing with, but then ignoring my cluttered refrigerator makes my leftovers disappear. It doesn't happen. Leftovers, they're frustrating anyway for me. I put so much effort into making this meal, and then honestly, it's rather disappointing that we didn't eat this, and now I have to throw it away. But you know, the same is true in areas of life where we encounter disappointment. We had an expectation that wasn't met. Now we're left with this disappointing pile of crap in my heart. Or maybe it's in my career, health issues, spouse issues. Maybe it's something like a health issue that our child is facing. Disappointment in our marriage. It could be relationship with our boss or with our children. Disappointment in our finances. I mean, they're just oodles of ways this can be expressed and that we can experience deep disappointments. It can even happen in our relationship with God. We can feel disappointed. It's a reality we all experience. But the important question is how we navigate through the disappointment that's in our heart and how we navigate through it with the Lord. Over the course of our life, we all come face to face with disappointment. Sometimes other people disappoint us. Sometimes we end up extremely disappointed in situations that are outside of our control. We can disappoint ourselves, and we can even feel disappointed with God. So whether you've encountered a lot of disappointment or just a little, this is such a practical topic that we can all relate to. And honestly, none of us like it. But back to my analogy. Leftovers in the refrigerator are like disappointment in our lives. So how do you deal with the leftovers in your fridge? 
Do you have a system? Do you have a plan that you stick to weekly? Or are you like me and you just tend to ignore those veggies until they're so gross and all the gladware piles up in your fridge until it's driving you crazy and there's no room for anything else in your fridge? The more important question is, how do you deal with that disappointment in your heart? Do you tend to ignore it and just like keep, you know, no, 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 I'll deal with that another day. Today, I want to share some practical tips for dealing with disappointment that have helped me and that I really try to live by. So number one is stop ignoring the leftovers of disappointment that are in your heart. Get honest and face them head on with Jesus. Psalm 55:22 says, give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fail. You know, many times if we don't deal with the disappointment that's in our heart, we actually end up feeding on it and eating it subconsciously. Think about it. You'd never eat the old, moldy, nasty leftovers in my refrigerator, would you? But how often, friend, do you feast on the disappointment that's in your heart? If it's left untended, that's many times what happens. Feasting on disappointment isn't nourishing, nor is it satisfying. And let me tell you, it takes great courage to deal with the pain of disappointment, but it's so worth it. An example of this, we in our early years of marriage, like the first probably six years of marriage, we had tons of financial pressure. And after I finished my master's degree, I was, you know, excited to be out of school. Shannon still had four more years of school. He was in dental school and he was full-time in school. He couldn't work. So I was, you know, again, still our sole provider. And when I finished my master's, I thought, oh, good. Some of this financial pressure, it's going to be eased and relieved. So I'd gone to university for six years, started out my career. And I so clearly remember when I got my first check after my master's degree, when I'd landed, you know, a job in the career world as a therapist, the amount that I got paid was so measly. I don't remember if I actually cried or if I just wanted to cry, but I remember just the sinking disappointment that was in my heart as I looked at that check. And really, like I said, we just had a lot of financial stress in our early years of marriage. But you know, that kind of disappointment, it's real, but it seems nothing compared with some of those big, deep, overwhelming disappointments. Like when my friend Stephanie died in the car accident, and I was completely overwhelmed with disappointment, shock, and grief. Had to continually take that before the Lord. And there are just disappointments that we face that are like that, right? You know, we don't understand why. Why was my child diagnosed with this illness? Why do I consistently seem to be going around and around the same mountain over and over and over in my marriage? Huge disappointments. When we take these before the Lord, it's it's not like one and done, like cleaning out the fridge and it's all done. In that season of disappointment and grief with Stephanie, I had to continually keep going before the Lord with all my heart and all the pain that was just loaded in my heart. In the midst of overwhelming disappointment, as we stop dealing with those, I mean, stop ignoring the leftovers and start dealing with it. For me, praise and worship really is is powerful because it's a way, even in the midst of my pain and disappointment, that I can lean into the heart of God. And God grows us through that as we in the midst of our pain in this real raw place but as we choose to worship him as we choose to focus on his goodness 
So number one, stop ignoring the leftovers of disappointment that are in your heart. Get honest and face them head on with Jesus. Number two is going to be to actually process that with the Lord. You know, we can't get rid of the disappointment as easily as we can clean out the fridge, like I said a minute ago. But we can process it with the Lord by honestly acknowledging the hurt, the pain, and the disappointment that's in our hearts. And I've decided the best way for me to deal with this disappointment is to navigate through it with God and to engage God in the process of my disappointment. This reminds me of in 1 Kings chapter 19, it records Elijah battling fear and disappointment. And he was so depressed that really he wanted to die. And we've probably, most of us have been there at one point or another, right? But God encountered Elijah with this gentle whisper. And he really will do the same for us in the middle of our pain. In dealing with disappointment, we sometimes put up emotional walls to keep God at a distance. Other times we try to ignore the pain and run from him. I've done both of these and neither really work. I have an example I wanted to share. After one of Shannon's sisters died, Shannon erected these emotional walls in his heart toward God. So in the midst of his grief, pain, and all this disappointment, he unintentionally shut God out emotionally. I mean, he still went through the motions of spending time in the Word and having this quiet time and just worship, going to church, just all the spiritual things that we do. But I could see that there was a divide. And it took quite a while before he rectified this situation in his heart and his relationship with God. And that was my husband's process. I could pray for him, but I couldn't determine the length of his process. And we each have to navigate through life's disappointments in our own way. My process was different than my husband's after Shauna died. And we just need to give each other the grace and space that just to navigate through that disappointment in our own pace and in our own way. For me, in, in that season... I just remember God gave me this invitation to bow my knee to his sovereignty and trust his heart. And I clearly remember wrestling with God during that season of grief. And I had an encounter with the Lord that just marked me with his presence and with his perspective in such a deep way in that season. But our processes, even though it was the same situation in dealing with grief of the loss of his sister, my sister-in-law, our processes were very different. As you navigate through your pain, invite God to speak to you and listen for his perspective. It's like leaning into God's nearness, letting him minister his kindness and his goodness and his comfort. You may never understand the why, but you can receive his touch in this part of your heart and your emotions that's hurting. I remember when my dad struggled with this long, drawn-out terminal illness And I never got a why, but I tried to keep my heart open and my emotions open to the Lord in the midst of the wrestle. And really, it was a continual opportunity to trust God when no prayers were seeming to be answered. And it sucked, I'll be honest. It was hard. At times, I was angry with God. And I began to pray that he just let my father die. And it was a long time before he actually died and went to heaven. And I still don't understand why all that had to happen, but I'm not angry with God anymore. My heart's at peace, and I'm just really, truly thankful that my dad's in heaven with Jesus and he's not suffering anymore. 
So number three is to practice releasing your disappointment to God. It's like it's an offering. God desires truth in our inner heart, in our inner life. And learning to navigate honestly through disappointment leads to increased intimacy with God. In some seasons, it seems like all we have to give God might be our pain. And that is exactly enough. After Stephanie died, it was such a long time before I had anything but pain and grief in my heart. So I just present my heart to God and all this grief and all this pain, all this disappointment, I would present it to God as my offering. And I've wrestled with God through so many different disappointments over the course of my life. Sometimes I've approached God like an angry toddler throwing a fit. Sometimes I approach him like a little child who has no clue why, but just lovingly, God always asks me to trust his heart. Honestly, this sucks. It's not what we want, but we have to remember that he's God, not us. And it's his job to be God, and it's my job to trust him as my father. I will say that experiencing God's nearness in the midst of constant disappointment or intense painful seasons, it does help. And he eventually brings healing to our hearts. It's a process. And God loves process. We tend to hate it, but it's God's way. You know, there are the and suddenlies. And those are the best when that happens, where there's an end suddenly and boom, you know, there's a breakthrough, there's deliverance, whatever, healing, that's awesome. But so many times, God uses process to grow us, to mature us, to develop our spiritual muscle, and to enhance intimacy and increased relational connection with Him. Let's face it, the smaller disappointments don't take nearly as much time to hash through, like not getting a raise you thought was coming at work. That's disappointing, but it's not nearly as disappointing as finding out you have cancer or dealing with a constant disappointment in your marriage. So in the next podcast, which is part two of this series, we'll focus on dealing with those kind of continual ongoing disappointments when you're not getting the breakthrough you're believing for it you're praying for it but it just isn't happening that is a reality and it's a we need to deal with the level of disappointment that that births in our hearts navigating through the disappointment that are that that are extended or ongoing in season it really can be tricky and i'm excited to discuss that because that's just it's where real life happens right it's where we find ourselves some of the time And it's so important that we position our hearts to navigate through those ongoing disappointments with the Lord. So as we wrap up today's podcast, I encourage you, number one, listen to the next podcast, which is part two. And it's going to be entitled, Don't Eat the Leftovers. And it will be released next week. If right now you feel stuck in some area of disappointment, I just want to throw hope on you today that you can get unstuck. The disappointment doesn't have to define you. Romans 4.17 says, Abraham dared to trust God when everything was hopeless. So I encourage you to get honest with God, to give him your pain and posture your heart, releasing all all your disappointment to him like an offering. Let him father you. Let him walk you through your personal process as you navigate through that disappointment. Even when everything seems hopeless, God is still God and he's still good. He's for you, my friend, and he wants to walk with you through this season of disappointment. In closing, I want to pray for you today. Father, I ask you to meet my friend 
in the midst of her pain, in the midst of her brokenness today. You are the God of hope. God, I ask you to give her courage to run into your arms with all of her brokenness. I thank you that you heal the brokenhearted and you bind up our wounds. May your nearness surround her in this moment and throughout the day. God, I thank you that she will move for being stuck in disappointment and that she can move into new measures of freedom and hope. And I declare Romans 15, 13 over her today that you, the God of hope, will fill her with all joy and peace as she trusts in you so that she will overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray and ask this, Jesus, in your mighty name. Friend, I encourage you to intentionally make the time and space to deal with your disappointment. Let God meet you in the middle of your mess. Know that it's his delight to process through the pain and disappointment with you. Remember that I'm on your team, and more importantly, God is on your team. He's with you, he's for you, and he loves you so incredibly much. Let him father you through all your disappointments. I'm glad you joined me for this episode of the Imagine More podcast. Please leave your comments and let me know what you enjoyed about today's show. And check out our blog and online resources at imaginemoreministries.org. We're in the process of developing practical new resources to help real women live in the fullness of Christ. I'm glad we're on the journey together.